previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. You saw a body you recognize, Leong. I'm going to bring out my Toby friend. I'm going to send him over to get the other guys. Well, let's just go for a basic cure wounds then. His eyelids do briefly flutter open. Help me. What happened to you? He, he has slumped back down. Uh, ooh, okay. Well then, uh, let's jump to the boys, still upstairs. Team bonding. While the coughs of your dorm mates are echoing in your ears all around you, suddenly this spirit of fire teleports into the room. All of you need to make a saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just like a normal cat. They come back and they attack you. All right. You dick. I kick the cat and I say, I'm coming. And I, I start to follow Toby. The three of you wind up getting to the Arcthanium Atrium. Just as you see Milo raise his glowing hands and then cast Lesser Restoration. Holy shit, Milo's killing someone. <laughs> and then Liang's eyes open. He says, oh God, he promised he would help me. Who who promised? Professor Kane. I went down to, to meet him in the surge room and then I was attacked from behind. All I remember are needles poking me. Nice. And then I passed out. And he collapses. He said he was talking to Professor Kane. I don't know. Professor Kane has not been nothing but helpful. Or should have followed the you're pipes. on Kane's dick and he totally did it. Go look down at at Liam. He is coughing, and you can see blood on his lips. Listen, if you guys are all, like, suspicious about Professor Kane, we just saw him in his office, why don't we pick up Lee and take him to Kane's office and be like, did you do this? <laughs> all right, listen. Well, I like that plan. It's a good plan. <laughs> Infirmary might be a better idea. The wall, can you carry him? I give him a scoopy scoop. You start heading towards the infirmary, and then you burst through the doors, and inside there's a male elf and a female dwarf. You see the female dwarf look up. Oh, God. Another one. Another one. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. Shut up! I have an erection. Because we're recording tonight. Hell yeah! Matt Smith. My day is ruined, and my disappointment is immeasurable. (laughs) And Brad Renfro. Hi, it's great to be here, everybody. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure to have you, Brad. Uh, Beerich is not with us today. He was unable to make it due to other obligations, but we will be continuing the story without him, and uh, I'm sure he will get caught up soon enough. When last we left our adventurers, they had just come across a body, well, specifically Milo had just come across a body in the atrium of the Arcthanium at the base of the Arkshine Tower. It was the body of Leong, one of the classmates that our adventurers had met at the very beginning of this season. Milo sent Toby, his uh, fire spirit companion, up to get the others from the dorm room. They came down and all decided to take Leong to the infirmary, where 
when they opened the doors, the two attendants, who looked really tired, really ragged, just went, oh, God, another one. And that is where we're picking up today. So you burst through the doors. You've got Leong in your arms. I don't remember who's carrying him. Was that you, Matt? I believe it was Wall. Probably? I believe it was you, Wall. Yeah. Assumably so. I would also like to uh, raise the point that uh, discovering a body is a weirdly obfuscating way of saying probably killed that guy. <laughs> Milo did not kill Leong. Discover the body as it. the life left his eyes I, in front of me. I saved that guy. I grabbed his soul and put it right back into his body. Oh, Lord. Oh, wait, yeah. Is this guy still alive? Like, he's stable, right? Last episode, we had said that he was stable, but if you wanted to roll a medicine check just to make sure that Milo wasn't lying, you could. No, I think I, I also went up and like saw him alive because he was like coughing and talking. He said, he said something. Oh, well, that's why we thought it because he he said something about. Oh, so it wasn't Milo that blamed Fackham Kane. It was the student was like, eh, yeah, Fackham Kane said like. To meet him down here for extra credit or help or tutoring or something like that. It was weird. He said death to Americans. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's why we thought it was Kane because, because, I mean, obviously we came down and the guy said it was, or mentioned his name. Yes, that's correct. But, mm. I mean, if you would need us to, somebody to roll another medicine check, I guess. No, well, I'll, I'll tell you, he's stable. No, <laughs> but you're just... Just believe me. <laughs> you're, you're clear for now, Milo, but they're nice. I did what I could. So, uh, Matt's character, Thad the Wall, is uh, carrying Lee slash Leong. They burst through the infirmary doors, and you are faced with uh, two attendants behind the front desk. One is a male elf, and the other is a female dwarf. They both look very tired. They've got bags under their eyes. They're shuffling papers back and forth. And the dwarf looks up and goes, oh, God's another one. Um, excuse me, w w what do you mean, another one? Half the school is now in the infirmary. Wait, are they, are they all showing up like, like this guy here? Not as, not that bad. We, we need to, we need to get him back quickly though. And she runs over to the sidewall, grabs a gurney and brings it over and says, here, put, put him on, on this. Just be careful with him. He's only held together with magic right now. I kind of just casually toss him onto the gurney like I would throw my phone at my bed at the end oh, of the gosh. long work day. <laughs> <laughs> the male elf behind the desk comes around and says, he's a patient. Show some respect. It's not my patient. <laughs> believe, believe me, sir. That's uh, that's gentle for him. <laughs> he's not a gentleman. Well, thank goodness he's not your patient. My goodness, here <laughs> are are you his are you his dorm mates? Um, no. <laughs> I uh, no. We just uh, we found him lying in the atrium, and I slowly turned to look at Milo with squinty eyes again. <laughs> to, to, to that point, no, we're not we're not his doormates. He's uh, uh, well, obviously he's another student here. Um, but uh, his name is Lee. We 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 met him at the beginning of the semester. But uh, yeah, don't know don't know what he was doing. 
I just found him unconscious and tried to save his life. Well, thank you so much for trying to save his life. Please come back with us. I'm sure that the doctor will have some questions. Absolutely. I have plenty of questions, too, for the doctor. All right. The male elf and the female dwarf start wheeling the gurney through double swinging doors, and you enter into a long white hallway that is bleached clean. Behind all the doors, you can hear people coughing. They wheel leave all the way down to the very end, and as you guys are going, you pass by a bathroom. Dixon says, uh, I'll be right back. I gotta drop a deuce. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got for us? <laughs> uh, that's what he sounds like? He just got deep, deep voiced. and <laughs> It's somehow so much worse than just not acknowledging him at all. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, guys. I gotta drop a deuce. He's gonna go into the bathroom stall and shit for the next hour. <laughs> and that's how Paul gets rid of people. My goodness. Hopefully he finds success. I was going to say, you couldn't have said one of the people, like, coughed on him and he had to stay here? Well, no, and I'll tell you why, because when you get down into the final oh, room... We get coughed on. Uh, they wheel the gurney into one of the medical bays that's separated by curtains, and you see a young woman wearing a long white lab coat with a clipboard who's taking notes, and she is measuring a patient's pulse. She has the pointed ears of an elf... Her fingers are long and slender. She's wearing a black turtleneck and half-rim glasses. And when she turns around, she just says, oh, put him at the end there. I, I'll be right over. And you notice that she has very long eyelashes and that she is very young. When she turns around, you hear an audible ping from the lower <laughs> part of that word shell. My trunk goes erect. <laughs> 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 Your nose stands straight up. You hear a shell ping, and the male elf says, "Oh, did you drop a penny or something?" I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pick it up. Uh, so they wheel the gurney into the last bay. The doctor comes over, and she says, "I don't believe that I've met any of you. I'm fairly new here. I'm Dean Dola Livia, and you all are." I'm Milo. Uh, you can call me Manfred. I am uh, Thadward Castellan, uh, star MVP and captain of the uh, Pyrax team here on campus. Wait, is this the <laughs> hot chick that you were describing? Yes, this is the doctor with the long white lab coat. Sorry, you can't take back your introduction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and uh, and I'm also known as the, the ivory alchemist, too. Don't ask why. So I suppose I'll be seeing both of you in here, one of you for Pyrex-related injuries and the other one probably for messed-up alchemy. Um, <laughs> well, he, here's the thing. You might, you might see me, too, for, for Pyrex-related injuries because I'm also a part of the team. That's good to know. And uh, who is our patient here? Is he one of your doormates? Um, no, we just found him unconscious and thought this was the best place to bring him. It's very wise decision. Namaste. Yeah, he's 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 a rocket scientist, as you can tell. How smart of him. Ha ha ha. I'd like you to know I carried him here very gingerly because I was very concerned about this patient. What's everybody's passive perception? <laughs> uh, 11. <laughs> uh, 15. 
17. Yeah, you all notice the male elf roll his eyes, like the most exaggerated rolling of his eyes as he leaves the room. Oh, he'll be getting it later. <laughs> I, I chuckle. <laughs> Dean Livia says, Again, thank you very much. Now, let's take a look at him, shall we? And she starts measuring his pulse. She's looking at his eyes. She's inspecting his body for any apparent injuries and says, What do you know about him? You said you found him unconscious. Uh, what's his name? His name is Leong. Leong. All right. And you don't know anything else? Was he coughing? Has he has his skin turned colors? I'm not seeing anything. Um, I believe he he was unconscious. He woke up for a few moments. He he did some coughing and okay, hacking. Okay, hold on. He you have, guys weren't even here. Uh, he so I up found. A bit. No, we we came and helped. We we actually. So this man is actually a, sus, a suspect. I think in uh the reason why he's unconscious for one. So shh. Um, we very two. may well have <laughs> saved this man's life. Yeah, I came and we saw that he was uh, coughing up a little bit of blood, so... So he decided to just give him one of his alchemist elixirs. Yeah, but it, it helped. The it... <laughs> what, what helped was when I first found him, uh, you might not see anything, I had to use a... Uh, I think it was lesser restoration magic, so that I could get rid of whatever ailment was doing that to him, so... Unfortunately, if you use Lester Restoration, it's not going to help cure the sickness if he has what everybody else has. We've tried. Yeah, I try. I tried explaining that to him too. He just he didn't want to listen. <laughs> Imagine the magical school can't figure out how to cure the sickness. One student just casts like a low level healing spell, and that does it. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> well, we have tried greater restoration. We hadn't tried lesser restoration, but greater restoration has failed as well. You know, I'm not exactly, you know, a straight-A student. <laughs> <laughs> as you're describing what you heard and what you saw, it sounds like, and based on what I'm seeing, he's not actually sick with the illness that everybody else has caught. He has just lost blood, but I can't find any wounds on him. Was his back also jacked up? I'm asking this out of character. Do we remember that his back was jacked up? No, I don't recall his back being jacked up. I thought there was something where, like, he rolled over, we rolled him over, and, like, the back of his shirt was, like, covered in blood. Because he'd been, like, stabbed in the back with, like, needles. Mm, I thought he coughed up blood. I don't remember him having needles in his back. Yeah, he coughed up blood. I don't think I said that he had needles in his back. Um, let me just, uh, be clear, too. (laughs) This whole time we're talking, my trunk is still erect. It's just straight out in front of me. Um, <laughs> I miss the fact that you said your trunk was erect. Yeah, that's uh, when uh, when we heard the ting in uh, the wall shell, my, uh, my trunk did go erect. But carry on. So, nurse. Uh, she's a nurse, right? No, I am... Dean. I'm a doctor, and Dean doctor. my name is Dean Livia. I am the head of House Mirvita. Oh, okay. Uh, ap- apologies. Uh, you looked you looked really young, wink, wink, to be to be a dean and, and the head of a house. That that's mighty impressive. Yes, it is. I was just hired this year. Well, congratulations uh, for one. However, so so follow up question for you then: How could he have so much blood loss with no wounds? Like, is that is there a typical? I guess a typical sort of injury that would cause this or like some sort of magical injury that would like make his insides bleed you know that sort of thing not at all 
So you said that you cast Lesser Restoration on him. Did you happen to also cast Cure Wounds? Yes. Ah. Well, that would have closed up any puncture wounds or slashes, and uh, unfortunately now I can't determine what might have ailed him. And hidden the evidence. Next time, Hmm. I'll just let him die. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) No, I wouldn't say let him die, but unfortunately, until he's conscious, I won't be able to determine the source of his wounds anymore. Well, that's okay. We're just, we just brought him here to get taken care of. None of you have been showing any signs of sickness either, I hope? Not, no, nope. No, no. We actually just got back to the school today. <coughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was, I had snacks and I was choking on some popcorn. <laughs> I had a kernel in the back of my... <coughs> Somebody get this guy a glass of water. Oh, I have one of those here in my pocket, too. I'll just drink the water. Let me just have some water. Yeah, as uh, as Thad said, we did just get back uh, to the school today. We were we were off school grounds for, for helping Fackham Kane out with, with a couple of things. So we were off school grounds, but we got back and found that everybody was sick. So uh, we've just been hanging out, trying to stay away from getting sick. Hopefully, hopefully you don't get sick, but it I, I kind of hope I do, if that means that I could, uh, see, see you. <clears throat> Wait, did they cancel classes then? Where have you been? <laughs> classes are canceled. Pyrocross is canceled. Everything's canceled. Everybody's uh, sick, man. Oh, man. Thadward, when he remembers that Pyrocross has been canceled, he just... Shells up. Uh, <laughs> he just... His head starts just shrinking back into a shell in sadness. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the the food I was making, it I'm, uh, I'm not going to be able to get back into the kitchen to finish my souffle. When did you put a souffle in? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that shit is hella collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard of three-day souffle? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, Dean Livia says... They have canceled classes in Pyrocross for now. I'm sure that at some point they will need to restart lectures just for the students that are not sick because a handful aren't. But just keep an eye out for the sickness. It's it spread so quickly that we haven't been able to figure out how it started. And it doesn't appear that transmission is airborne. So if you start coughing, if you notice flu-like symptoms, or if your skin starts to turn ashen gray, definitely get yourselves here as soon as possible. It's not airborne, so please tell me it's sexually transmitted, and that's why the entire student population is cooped up. (laughs) Except for us. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. We weren't here during sex week. Damn it. We missed it. (laughs) I can't rule out sexual transmission. However... Considering that the entire student body, or at least 75% of it, appears to have this illness, I'm guessing that it's not. So, sex is safe still? (laughs) Good to know. Anyway. (laughs) As long as you protect- as long as you use protection, it is safe. I'm a turtle, I'm always protected. (laughs) One more question, doctor. (laughs) Yes. Did it hurt? Did what hurt? <laughs> when you teleported from the celestial planes. <laughs> <laughs> a 
That's very kind of you. <laughs> I think I just fell in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give him some low bones. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But I must go attend to my other patients. If you'll excuse me. <laughs> and she leaves the room. I love you. God. Nuts. <laughs> I, I'm just happy none of you guys decided to be like, Wait, we got another patient, and just, like, punted me across the hallway. <laughs> we got another one, just... When she leaves, my trunk returns to normal. <laughs> Can you do that again? <laughs> uh, I don't really control it. Ramley happens about 87,000 times a day. But you, uh... I just go, look, there she is again! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he, like, flips over a cart that's going past... <laughs> The little dwarf that was walking and flips him <laughs> over. Uh. <laughs> so actually, when Thad says that, and you go, ah, and you knock over a cart. Um, no, is <laughs> this real? <laughs> Damn. We're, it's impressive. Say, we're, we're recording live, buddy. We're doing this. I, we just made a part of my face resemble me having an erection. <laughs> oh, that was real before this little bit. You notice that there is an oily slick on the floor near where the cart was toppled nope. over. It gets hard again. Damn it. Come <laughs> Damn it, man. On, man. <laughs> you can't just let that be dribbling all over the floor. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not what that is. What? Is that what you're going for, Paul? <laughs> At least put on some socks and, like, wipe it up. I do not. I, listen, it was a stretch saying that my trunk gets erect at the same time that I do, but now that that I splooge out of my nose now, that just doesn't seem right. That, that's where, that's where, you know, we're. Wait, we're, you're telling me that's not how you elephants reproduce? We're stretching this more than stretching taffy on a hot summer day. I thought your nose was under that thing. Oh my goodness. This is... It's a stretchier than my grandfather's balls right now. This is too far. <laughs> is that... It's, no, Paul, I'm, I saw you roll for something, so what happened? Paul, was, did something fall off of the cart that was oily, or were you, were you making the insinuation that, <laughs> that I nut out of my nose? I did not make any insinuations. You guys made that. Well, I'm just asking for clarification's sake. Well, Paul, I'm seeing you roll. What's happening? <laughs> roll for nut. <laughs> uh, I did roll. Was it because... for sleepage? <laughs> Was it lemon pledge? <laughs> Manny, since you're the one that knocked over the cart, you're the one closest to it. Does a 13 hit your armor class? It shouldn't, and it does not. All right. You notice that the oil has moved. Like... Is the floor not level and it's moving, or is this like a living? <laughs> you got the floor pregnant. <laughs> I uh, well, is there still like the little dwarf man around, or who's around right now? Nobody else is in the room except the patients, and they're all unconscious. Um, wall. Why don't you go grab somebody real quick? Um, go tell the the people who are working at the front desk that uh, one of the patients came out and was mad and accidentally <laughs> knocked over this um, cart and then uh, we we were able to put him back down but go, go tell him that the cart spilled and in the meantime I'm going to pull out one of my vials and try to um, like scoop some of this shit up and cap that vial alright Thad are you moving away yeah I guess I'm going to head out to the reception area 
don't tattle on me. <laughs> okay, so you start moving towards the door, and Manny is pulling out a vial to bend down and scoop some of this oil into the vial. And the thing moves and attacks Manny, and does a 16 hit your armor class? Hmm. Do I have my shield out? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, why wouldn't I be carrying my shield? So, it's best to be prepared. Yeah, I guess uh, that is going to hit me. All right, you are going to take four bludgeoning damage, and are you wearing armor? Mm, um, no. <laughs> okay, so then you're also going to take another seven damage that is acid, as you realize that this oil slick is not, in fact, an oil slick. It is an anthropomorphic gray ooze. And I need you all to roll uh, initiative. Eight. <laughs> Eighteen. Twelve. It's amazing how often twelve comes up. Y yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. So the ooze is going to go first. And the ooze is going to uh, attack Manny again. Naturally. Rolling a 14. Uh, that's gonna meet, unless I was able to, after it attacked me the first time, use a bonus action to take my shield out, but I'm gonna no, guess No, you not. would would have been surprised by it. Uh, would I have been? Oh, I can't, I don't think I, uh, surprised, not frightened, huh? Damn. Yep, surprised. So, uh, you're going to take another... Eight plus six is going to be... You're shitting me. Really? And then add another one to that, so it's actually nine plus six that's is fine. 15. That's fine. I'm dead. I'm dead. You know, that, that's that's real great here. You're down already? So far. Yeah, literally. I had... <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I had... Uh, well, I had 33 health. Toby blew up and did nine, so I was down to 24... And then this past turn, you guys knocked me down. That was 11, so I was down to 13, and then I'm hit again. I have not had a chance to make a single move to defend myself against <laughs> any of this. And yeah, so so I'm, uh, I'm down, and I, I don't think I have... No, probably would have never had time to take a healing potion. Let's see, what else do I have? Anything that makes me get up? Hmm. No, there was no checks for me to do. Looking at yeah, yeah. At no, that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm dead. Thanks. <laughs> Not dead, just down. So, Milo, your turn. Fucking black ooze out of my nose, and it kills me. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I Am can't. I, did I already move away before this happened? Yes, you did. So you are currently 15 feet away. Please tell oh, me that, that the dean doesn't see this. This is rather embarrassing. Or actually, you're probably more like 30 feet away, but either way, you're within range. But Milo, it's your turn right now. Okay, so I guess what I'll do is I will see my buddy here just get attacked by whatever fell out of his nose, and he falls over. So I'm going to run over to him and try to use Cure Wounds, and then... Or do I have to like bring Toby into the fight? You don't have to. Like, as an action? Oh, y yes, I believe it is an action to summon him. Okay. Because I didn't know if we just determined that he's just, like, always there or not. He's not. He lasts an hour. Okay. And you can summon him twice. So you have already summoned him once today. Mm. But, you know, as we're doing, like, flavor text, 
I just kind of let you have him around. But in this case, it is mechanically necessary to track how many times you've summoned him. I see. So I guess instead... Or actually, you know what? The amount of time that it would have taken for Toby to run upstairs, grab everybody, and then follow you guys, you can still have him out. That would be inside an hour. Okay. Gonna use gear wounds on Manny here to get him some uh, HPs back, and then I want Toby here just to poof us out to safety. Okay. So how close do people have to be in order to teleport with Toby? Within five feet. Okay, so you and Manny can teleport 15 feet away from this ooze after you cast Cure Wounds, uh, which would take you to where the wall is, where Thad is at the doorway. Perfect. Okay, so since you're casting Cure Wounds, why don't you go ahead and roll to see how much health you give back to your Loxodon friend? Okay, it's 1d8 plus 4. I rolled a 3, so 7. Plus 4? What kind of magic man are you? I'm the Healy kind. The Healy Druid kind. Oh, thank you, Milo. That was, uh, um, embarrassing. Don't, don't tell anybody about this. Did, did that come out of you? No, no, no. That that was not out of me. It's terrifying. It doesn't. Ta- it doesn't attack people once it comes out. That's, Is uh, this that's elephant a- puberty? It, it doesn't. But <laughs> imagine that if you just splooged and it attacked people and like did that much damage. What a superpower! <laughs> it was literally acidic. <laughs> All right, that that means that it's your turn now. All right, I would. Uh, am I kind of near the door at all? Yes, you're right at the doorway. I'd like to run for it now. Um. I would like to yell down, or out the door, I guess, down the hallway, whatever it is. Beautiful doctor, we need your help. <laughs> and then I would like to pull out my shield and pistol, run 15 feet up next to, or I guess in front of Ish, the rest of the party. I always forget you have a pistol on you. <laughs> and I would like to shoot this thing twice. All right, roll to hit. All right, first one is 17. And the second one is 22. Both will hit. Then, let's see, where's my damage? I would also like to use one of those as a trick shot to daze it. So it has to make a constitution save versus, let's see, 15. It rolled a 15. Bastard. It actually has a very high constitution, surprisingly. That's good to know. Is it in the monster manual? I actually have one on me. It is in the monster manual. Alright, so I'm it's gonna, gonna find it really fast. It's gonna take twenty-two damage. Alright. Total. So twenty-two is exactly the amount that you need to kill this thing. Damn. Uh describe uh, what these bullets do. They hit it. <laughs> You're just shooting like a puddle, is what I imagine. <laughs> Yeah, is this thing like a, is it like a blob or is it just like a, like a puddle and it kind of like is flat or like what, what so is So when it's, when it's motionless, it looks like an oily puddle, but when it starts moving, it looks like the thing. It, it's just, or the I blob, I like, guess. Yeah, like in, in Spider-Man, like the black, like tar moving like liquid <laughs> that like starts to cover him up is like, it can, it's like flat, but it's alive. Yes, exactly. Well, I imagine Thadward just pulls out his pistol and just does a quick pop, pop, double tap. And 
its uh, blobby self just splats apart, and that's it. <laughs> All right. It's... I mean that that is no not too many ways to flavor bullets hitting something. I guess <laughs> the bullets hit this thing. It splats, making like a like you just dropped a can of tomato sauce on the floor and it's splattered all over the floor now but you can see that the bullets that you shot into it are corroded and have started to pool from the acid once it struck this thing good shooting wall why thank you always ready to defend my teammates i would also like to reload my gun if we are out of combat okay you start reloading your gun and as you're doing that, you see another one of these things drop through the grate in the ceiling. Are we still Shit. in, like, initiative here, then? <laughs> yes, you are. So that would bring us to Manny. All right. Hell yeah. We are back on track with another episode. I am your Dungeon Master, Paul, and I want to thank you for sticking around while this one posted. We sure hope that you're enjoying this adventure in the Arkshine Infirmary. As we mentioned last week, we are announcing our 10-episode giveaway on this, our 10th episode of the Arkshine campaign. So, let's jump right into the details of that, shall we? This giveaway will feature our brand new t-shirt design, inspired by Dixon's favorite band, Thy Apothecary Courtship. If you haven't seen it yet, head over to redbubble.com and search Death Saving Bros to get a look. It's awesome, it's emo, we love it. So we'll be giving one of those away. Additionally, if the winner is located in the U.S., we will also be able to ship a set of Sharp Edge resin dice. Unfortunately, shipping costs are just a little too high right now to make both available internationally, but we still wanted to make the giveaway available to as many of our listeners as possible. So, in order to enter into the drawing, you'll need to check out our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Patreon feeds to get a link to the entry form. Once there, you'll need to fill out your information and answer one all-important question. And here's a hint. You'll know the answer if you're listening to this episode. You've already got a leg up. The giveaway will be open until August 14th, 2023 at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Now, that's a weird time, but we want to make sure that we give enough time all around, and then we want to be able to announce the winner on our socials when we launch Arkshine Episode 11, and give the winner a shout-out in our next rip mid-roll. So again, to enter, head to our Twitter, or X, whatever the hell Elon wants to call it, Facebook, Instagram, or Patreon to get the link to our giveaway. Speaking of Patreon, a huge thank you to our current patrons. Those who have joined our Patreon at the $5 tier get a shout-out at the end of the episode, but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout-out right now. Ryan Cushman, Gene L. Jackson, and Gavin Knox. Thank you all for your support. And hey, if you're a listener and you're not currently a patron, maybe you too want to get your hands on some awesome extra content. 
We now have over 100 exclusive tracks available, including bloopers, pre-show banter, and extra episodes starting at just $2 a month. We'd love to have you over at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. Which brings me to my final announcement for this mid-roll. Our 2023 June Fulfillment Rewards for qualifying Shade Arrow patrons have been finalized. We will be rounding out the tabletop gear we sent in previous fulfillments by providing a Dwarven Forge painted cottage or tutor set, a set of sharp edge resin dice, which is different from the giveaway dice, don't worry, and a tabletop miniature of Manny McQuaid. So keep an eye out on your emails for those to get shipped this month. And that's everything for this week. Just remember that the giveaway is only open through August 14th, 2023 at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. More specifically, Eastern Daylight Time. So better to enter sooner than later. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Oh shoot, guys, another one. I would like to pull out my shield first and foremost. Solid. <laughs> this is Commentate for yourself right there. Good job. <laughs> this is always <laughs> really tough because I need a better way of keeping track of like if I have a surge and how many surge slots I have, like with each surge, because like I don't know if I'm like actively been keeping up with like erasing when I'm using stuff and like what I have. At the moment, I don't believe that you have used your surge for the day milo has used his for the day is it like a daily thing i have a oh yes so milo has a surge and manny has a surge manny's has two level one spell slots milo has used his i don't believe that manny has used his wait so surges have like like could could i cast a level two spell with my surge or no 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 well, that takes away so much fun from my ideas. You could still try and cast a level 2 spell. You would just have to roll the magical focus. Yeah, good one. That's not uh, not really worth it, is what I'm finding. His magic is uh, maybe a little bit too hard to use here. Well, let me ask you this. You said he's coming through a metal grate right now as we speak? Yes. Oh, oh I could use my new heat metal spell and mm. roast his ass as he's halfway oh. through. Uh, well, it's already come through the grate. Oh, my goodness. Of course he has. <laughs> of course he has. Well, then, no, I can't do that unless I can find a way to knock the gate loose, have it fall on him, and then heat it up. You could turn back time and say when you saw it coming through the grate. Well, that's what I was trying to do with saying, oh, he's coming through the grate, but he already came through the grate. Now... Could I? How how high onto the ceiling is this grate? Ten feet up. Mm, nice. I could put my quarterstaff in my nose, poke the grate loose, loose so it falls onto it, and then use the heat metal spell to roast his ass. That would take two turns. Motherfucker. Flip the cart onto it, because the cart's metal, right? Of course. Yes. All this to try to do a level two spell that likely won't work. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, most of the spells that you've tried to use with magical focus has worked. Just, it hasn't been a roaring success. It's been a mild success. That's true. 
but considering that uh that I didn't fare so well against the first magical blob creature, I don't know if it's really in my cards to to try to fail at something here. So, so regardless, there there's is there any way for me to get metal onto this creature like in one turn to be able to use it like whether it's moving the cart onto it or like knocking the grate onto it or something like that i mean i picture it as being like a little puddle of like mercury or something which is metal on its own i'm not gonna i'm not gonna (laughs) take that risk (laughs) yes you can interact with an object so the cart is already free moving you could flip the cart onto the blob and then heat metal but the grate is secured to the ceiling, so you would have to attack it to make it loosen, and that's why it would take two actions. I picture like one of those basement ceiling tiles that you just need to like lift it a little bit, and it would like fall, and all you have to do is like jostle it. Um, do you have Tinkerverse tools? Maybe there's a uh, screwdriver in them. I do have like thieves tools and like a bunch of different types of tools. Oh. Man, that would be cool if I, like, jam a knife into it and then heat metal on the knife, but that's kind of two turns. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be cool. Man, so many options. All right, here's what we're going to do. Pull out my shield, as stated. From there, I'm going to look at the nearby cart, and I'm going to grab the cart and toss it onto on top of this blob and then go to heat metal on the cart. All right. So since you are casting heat metal, you said is the second level spell? Yes, sir. Then go ahead and roll your magical focus. All right. Hold on. I'm just bringing up the heat metal spell in general so I could reference what it does. Okay. So going to need my 2d10 or my d100. And then my magical focus is... Remind me... um, So rolling the magical focus is your spellcasting score plus your character level plus your proficiency minus the level of the spell. All right, spellcasting score, 18. Level, 5, that's 23. Plus proficiency is also 3, is 26. Minus 2 for the level is 24. Is the math math in there? The math is math in there. Go ahead and roll your D100 to see if you can hit that number or below. 35. Oh, man. So that is a failure by 11, which means that it will still work just as half as good. It's a failure by 12. Does my But does my honesty of letting you know it's a failure by 12 instead of 11 make you more generous to me? You said 35, right? No, it was 35, but my score to beat was 23. Ah, okay. Got that was one Was it 24? Wrong. I yep. it was 23. Nope. 24. Oh, no. Maybe I'm messing myself up. Okay. Well, either way, it still is going to work just half as well. So when you roll your damage dice, you're going to roll, or you're going to deal half as much damage. Okay. So it's going to be 2d8 fire damage. Well, I rolled two ones. Um... <laughs> Oh, no. It's going to take one damage. That's right where the doctor comes in. (laughs) (laughs) The weakest ass hit. Oh, my goodness. Oh. It is just... I'm just... Slime actually laughs at you. (laughs) You just see the most embarrassed look roll over my face from 
Not Oof. only the first one, just like one tapping me and I get healed and then I go, ah, it's just the weakest shit to happen. Like, I'm going to tuck my tail between my legs and walk out of this room when all of this is said and done. <laughs> that is going to bring us to Milo. Your turn again. Okay, so we're using fire. That might work, huh? Yeah, it didn't really work too well when I tried it, but well, maybe. It must let's... be immune. <laughs> That's <Yeah. laughs> No, don't use fire. This thing <laughs> absorbs it really well. <laughs> Let me take a stab at it, and I'm going to try to conjure here a spell called Scorching Ray. And what does Scorching Ray do? I create three rays of fire and hurl them at targets within range. I can hurl all of them at one or several. Uh, it's a ranged spell attack for each ray. On a hit, it's 2d6 fire damage. Alrighty. And I see that this is a second level spell. So because your surges, first of all, aren't equipped to handle second level spells, and then you've already used your other surge, you're going to need to roll a magical focus as well. Okay. I didn't, like, steal anything that helps me out in this scenario? No, in this case, you do not. You have not yet stolen a higher level surge. So what, I rolled two D10s or something? You're going to roll a D100. And uh, your DC to beat is your spellcasting score, plus your character level, plus your proficiency, minus the level of the spell. We said it's the spellcasting score, so be my wisdom is 18. So you're going to have the same DC as Ben then. Uh, you're going to have to beat a 24. I rolled a 41. Okay, that is still inside of a failure by 20, so you're going to do half as much. Wait, what level spell was it? A second level? Okay. Now, here's where it says where I make a ranged spell attack for each ray. Do I gotta do this three times? Yes, but in this case, because it is It's like activation of the spell and then I'm making attacks, so I just gotta do attack rolls now? Yes, you're correct. So you have successfully accessed the weave and you're able to cast the spell. Now you're going to roll three times to see if you hit or not. So roll three times. One roll was a 14. Hit. Roll two was an 18. Hit. And roll three is a 15. Also hit. Okay, so those are all going to do half damage? Correct. Okay. So let me just roll 2d6 three times, and we'll half that up. Okay, so 21, half of that would be 11. And then half of that is going to be 6. Oh, he is resistant. <laughs> Milo, I, why didn't you listen to me? I told you he was resistant to, to fire. It wasn't working. Did you see how much fire I just made? Yeah, but, <laughs> but it just didn't do what it should have done. That I was trying to tell you. I don't know. He looks pretty hot to me. Ooh, his blood is boiling. <laughs> Bad, you're up. All right, well, he may be resistant to fire, but is he resistant to sustained fire? And I shoot him twice. <laughs> That's going to be a 19. Hit. And a 18. All right. Roll that damage. 22 again. Jeez. <laughs> All right, again, you send two slugs into this ooze, and the bullets corrode, the ooze splatters, and this time you get a little bit, like, on your face. It's not acidic because it's dead, but 
you just look like a madman as you've popped four shots into the floor. Oh, God's attacking Matt's face. I cast Call Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I cast some of Manny's sploosh in my face. <laughs> you take the gun and... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta end it. <laughs> I fight with guns. The monster's Tell on Lydia my face. I love her. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> I guess at this time, like, after seeing him kill it, I'd like to look to see, do we see any more of these oozes coming into the room? Give me a perception check, please. Uh, it's a 13 for me. Uh, you do not see any more of these oozes. Alright. Well then, uh, are we out of initiative then? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Alright. I would like to reload my gun. Do you have to say that every time? I just want to make sure. <laughs> so, next time I go to shoot something, Paul's not like, haha, click, click. <laughs> click, clack. <laughs> uh, how much ammo do you have, though? Enough. <laughs> Magic bullets. I'm going to say that you only had enough to reload your gun once on hand, so you're going to need to re-up your ammo. You only carry two in the chamber and then... Two in your pocket? <laughs> two spare bullets? You carry four bullets for your gun? Um, I'm picturing because you're like doing two... Well, my gun holds four. I was just topping it up because I thought we were out of combat the first time. Your gun holds four shots? Yeah. I was picturing so and like, I have a fully loaded gun now and no extra ammo. Correct. <laughs> Why would I only carry four bullets? <laughs> you, you, carry, you carry one spare clip of four bullets. Because you spend all your time pyrocrossed and not enough time being... Do I have like extra bullets like... Yeah, they're just in our dorm. Our dorm room looks like a military just... bunker with just stacks and stacks and stacks of bullets, but you only take four at a time with you. Are you saying I'm just like while I'm walking around the school, I'm not like strapped as fuck? No, you're no. When you open your locker, just like cascades out just bullets every time. Then you sweep them to the side, close the locker, and the same thing happens. Yeah, the next yeah. Time. You have to like lay the locker down so that it's flat, and then you put all the bullets and close it so that it doesn't come out. <laughs> You might want to consider letting Milo carry some of your bullets, considering he could carry all of them. I, I, I can carry your bullets in my pocket, if you'd like. I actually can have a magical bag of holding, too, that I could carry, like, all of your ammo with I mean, us. That'd I'm be sure something we I've should talk a, about later. I've got a bag to carry all of my other... <laughs> like, I could carry, like, no, you, you know, look, my water skin and my 50 foot of hemp and rope. And yeah, my, you look at your equipment list, you have all of that, <laughs> but you don't have any ammo. In. Why would I not bring the one thing I need to actually do my attacks? <laughs> the reason why is because you're just not absolutely strapped walking around the campus, but... But only four? <laughs> you're not an idiot and therefore have a second set of bullets, but you can easily get more bullets from the whack. Only four extra bullets, though. Wait, do, do I have to go to the whack, or do I? I have my. Do I own bullets of my own? We will say that you have to go to the whack in order to re up your bullets. Can he buy more and just keep extra? Like, yeah, of course. So, so he could buy like a hundred bullets and can keep I, some in his room. Yes. Uh, well, I can. That just seems silly that you haven't done that yet, then. <laughs> it's the beginning of the new year. And don't forget that he was also using his bullets uh, in practice, and he was using bullets on the road, and so he's just, it's time to re-up the bullets. That's fine. Pain. That's interesting, and we love it. 
Thanks. <laughs> I, uh, I'd like to know if the doctors at this infirmary can heal us or if I have to try to burn another spell slot. Yeah, is this like a Nurse Joy situation from Pokemon where I can just walk up to the hot nurse and she'll just like... Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> she'll just be like, throw it in this slot and, you know, that does it. Put your Pokeballs up on this table. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point, the male elf, the female dwarf, and Dean Livia all come to the Bang. door. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what in the blazes happened here? I We got attacked by a slime. Embarrassingly, <laughs> I, I kind of looked down at my feet. Yeah. As Milo said, uh, this ooze. Did it, do do I know what the ooze is? Like what it actually is called? I mean, it is actually called a gray ooze. Ah, uh, wait a minute. Is this the same ooze that the Ninja Turtles were exposed to? No, this is not the secret of the ooze. Since I got some on me, and I'm a turtle, I, I just wanted to make sure I could sound <laughs> like. I wanted to make sure I like I knew if like what sort of creature this was or not. Um, um, I don't think you would like know all of the ins and outs of the monster, but you could accurately describe it. All right, as Milo said, we we were attacked by a gray ooze, and that was the hero this time around. He he was able <laughs> to defeat them both. Um, it was the power of teamwork. Fire doesn't work. So you distracted them with uh, all the pain inflicted on your body. <laughs> thank you for, <laughs> thank you, Thad, for not, not embarrassing me <laughs> too much. Um, did you ping? I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I ping as well. But also yes, Lobos. I ping. I mean, it's you see it like slowly start to bounce its way up. Um, what? <laughs> I throw, a I throw Manfred a low bones and I'm just like, but you know I did. I tried to, it, it fell off the cart. I don't know why there was some on a cart. And, uh, yeah, we, we were, we were coming to try to get you guys to, to clean it up. But obviously, uh, it started to attack us and, uh, you heard gunshots and yeah. There were gunshots? <laughs> Yes, Milo. <laughs> no, just mop. So you brought guns into the hospital? Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> I don't think it'd be weird in this world, considering people can just make things explode with their minds. <laughs> that having a gun in a hospital is not the worst thing. It's actually probably preferred, because you can see the weapon. <laughs> so Dean Livia says, Derek, Meredith, get get these patients out of here. We need to clear the room. Oh, did you Derek just do a Meredith? straight ripoff of Grey's Anatomy with that one? I'm surprised you got that. Oh my god! I, I you you understand? I'm engaged to a nurse. You don't think I there's Grey's Anatomies playing <laughs> in the background at house? <laughs> at the house, yeah. But yes, it is Derek and Meredith, and they each grab a gurney and they start wheeling them out. Leong is the last one. And the uh, Meredith, and there was a gray ooze. Come on, because that's Meredith Gray, huh? <laughs> I see how you're you're piecing all of this together. Um, Dean Livia comes over and she says, "Did any of these things hurt our patient?" B- 
because the oozes are <laughs> did fall close to Liang. Not herbation, but it KO'd this elephant. <laughs> hey, Milo, you should. <laughs> Don't you do this to me right now. And I, I feel all right, but some got in my face, too. Dean Livia glances over at Leong, sees that he's still breathing, and then turns around and looks uh, Manny up and down and says, Oh, yes, you do have a burn mark on your foot. Do you want to check in here and we can have you treated? Um... No, I think uh, I think if if there was anything you were just gonna give me, I could take it take it with me. Um, I, I'm all right. It, it doesn't hurt that bad. Hey, while everyone's talking, what what else was on that cart? Is there like medical supplies and stuff? Beautiful. I was hoping you would ask. Yes, on the cart you see that there is a scalpel. You see that there is a bowl, and. In the bowl, you actually notice that some of the gray ooze is still there, like some of the remnants of it. You notice that on the cart there was a bottle of rubbing alcohol, and there was also a syringe, and the syringe is filled with a glowing purple liquid. Can I put the syringe and... The rubbing alcohol in my pocket. Yes. Sneakily. You have those things now. And while you're doing that, Dean Livia is rummaging behind. She's turned around so she doesn't see you do it. And she takes from one of the cabinets two small vials and she says, here, here are some healing potions. And if that's all you need, then perhaps it would be best if you head back to your dorms for today. And um, I don't know, just... See if you can wait out this sickness. Um, I no think concern it's to... about, uh, you know, monsters, acidic monsters falling from the ceiling and yeah, attacking that's... people in your hospital. Yeah, what's, why was it on your cart? And uh, do you know where, where it's come from? Have you seen these before? Like, yeah, I think there's still questions. I have never seen these before. Not in the hospital, at least. Just in textbooks. And... I don't know why it was on the cart. Maybe it came through the ceiling grate, just like the other one. Well, if you need... Uh, I know I said that I didn't need to be, like, admitted here, but if you, you need somebody to, you know, maybe maybe stick around and, and protect you, we could we could do that. I am quite capable of protecting myself, thank you. But I... Oh, yeah, of course. I, I wasn't trying to, you know... I mean, yeah, I know that you're, you know, not just on the, the side of making people feel better, but you could also kill things, too. Like, you you life and death, you know, good at both of them, right? Precisely. Also, some of that stuff that attacked us is in this bowl here. It must have been hiding there. Well, if you'd like to, you know, take it and see what it is, and it's right here. Thank you very much. You said your name was Milo? Yes, Milo Yishithris. Don't tell me that she falls for Milo out of all of us. <laughs> Thank you, Milo. I will see what is going on and we'll send somebody up into the airways to make sure there aren't any more of these around. Strange things have been happening at the school and this is just yet another thing to keep an eye out for. <laughs> I guess. I got it. I don't really have a response there. Trying to play the the awkward elephant in the room is uh, <laughs> sometimes hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
so uh, she says, "Is there anything else?" Uh, well, I don't know how much uh, how much you know about turtles, but uh, we could hold our breath for an hour. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. Fun fact about our biology. Good for you. Did you know that <laughs> my trunk can lift up to sixty pounds? Turtles also breathe through their butt. I cough, but you don't see my mouth move. (laughs) (laughs) Dean Livia goes over to Leong's gurney and says, I think it would be best if I get Leong to safer quarters and see to my other patients. Good day, gentlemen. Good day, madame. I I love you. (laughs) And she's already I said that, like, after she had... Yeah, that's... that's, Yeah, (laughs) thank you. I'm not trying to be weird or anything. I'm not trying to come on too strong or move too quickly. I think she likes us. But I think I'm in love. <laughs> that went well. And here here I am thinking I made a killer first impression, although although I know that it wasn't. <laughs> although I know. <laughs> Deep inside. Deep inside, I am highly embarrassed, but on the outside, I feel like I did good. But on the inside, I know I didn't do good. So what were we doing before? The- we have to go talk to uh, Fagum. Yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. Lee, Lee's in good hands. We got oozed on. Everybody has uh, full health and is feeling great, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we could go talk to the professor. But I'm telling you, it, it couldn't have been him that did this to Lee. I've, I've been trying to say that all along. I don't know why you guys are pointing fingers <laughs> over here. When there's obviously crazier shit going on at the school, maybe, maybe he drank the ooze and it melted his insides with acid. Y- how, y- much, uh, how much reach did you say your trunk had? Like five feet. So that's how far up his ass you are. <laughs> Got him. I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> I don't want to entirely rule it out, but like, I don't know, he's been nothing but good to me. But fine, fine. We'll, we'll go just to, just to, just to hopefully show my case. And uh, yeah, I think, I think that's where we go. All right. You guys go to leave the room, and just as you do, Dixon walks up and says, Did I miss anything? And that's where we're going to end the episode. No. (laughs) We don't tell Dixon a goddamn thing. (laughs) He cannot know that there is a hot-ass doctor that works here. (laughs) That's too too much competition. Well, I hope that uh, you guys enjoyed fighting the ooze, the gray ooze in the hospital where Meredith and Derek work. That's so... Fuck you, Paul. <laughs> that's so, like... You thought you were doing such a clever thing. <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't clever. We see right through you. <laughs> well, you guys also were giving me shit for not naming Professor Hortsetis, like, Rorden Gamsey or anything, so... Figured I'd toss you a bone. <laughs> Anywho. It's because Rorden Gamsey's a great man. <laughs> Anywho, we hope that you listeners enjoyed this episode. If you would like more content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros for conversational recaps, bloopers, and bonus episodes. If you would like to keep in touch with us in between episodes, you can find us on social media at deathsavingbros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. I am personally available at HP Camper. You can find me at Benfro15. On uh, most social media sites, you can find me at Ima underscore B underscore Rad. You can follow Be Rich on the Death Saving Bros Reddit. 
And you can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T dash Smith. And to all those of you who are listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. This episode was made possible by our patrons. The following individuals have pledged at the $5 tier. Tad Corsi. Thank you for your support. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The song, The Dangerous Dole Olivia, is by Ivan Duke. This track is used with permission. All rights reserved.